Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning and welcome, TD Green. Brian Cozio on assignment this week. Only nice assignment, too. Only two shows remaining uh, here on TD Green. This week and next, Jeff. That's hard to believe. We're, the, the season quickly coming to a close, at least... Here on the radio show. It, well, and it feels like the season's winding down a little bit. With the uh, It was 45 degrees this morning. Uh, the nice <laughs> autumnal weather is coming. The leaves are starting to fall off the trees a smidge. And uh, actually, it's my favorite time of year to play golf. Um, a lot of places airify. So right. once they come back, we verified at the park club, everything's been done. And um, it, they'll come back quickly, and it'll be some of the best golfing you've ever had this fall if the weather's nice and dry. Is this an earlier time of year? Uh, actually, I, I forget which club it was. I want to say they air fired like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. which seemed pretty early to me. Um, talk about what that, you know, why courses do that. Because when I lived in the South, everybody air fired their lawn. <laughs> Here, nobody air fires their lawn. Yeah, sand base in the South, though, right? Right, yes. Uh, but, <coughs> excuse me, the, um, the, this is the optimum time of year, actually, to air fire. Because what happens now is you want to grow grass. You want the grass to grow after you airify and cool nights and warm sunny days are the perfect grass growing weather. So like a day like yesterday, a nice, bright, sunny 70 tonight, cool 45, all that makes that grass grow much better according to the superintendents I've spoken with. So this is optimum. If you wait till the, the middle of September, that's usually a financial consideration. You're trying to get, you're trying not to lose these couple of days of rounds that you'd have in mid August sure. when it's prime time. But you do tend to lose it on the back end, though. Maybe there's less play then. But you can you can uh, airify in mid September, and those holes never close up. You know the greens will be bad for the rest of the year if you get a rainy or cool fall where you know the grass isn't growing very well. And again, and what's the benefit of it? Well, there's you know you put so much stress and strain on your turf. Um, you know, I don't know that compaction. It, it depends on the facility, but I've often heard the word compaction, where all those people's all, all the machinery, all the cutting, all the stress that you've put on that grass, you're trying to give that grass a break. So you you poke holes in there and pull some of the cores out to relieve. After you put like water and stuff down for a while, what'll happen is they cut, there's layering underneath the grass. So where the roots end, you'll start to get layers of sediment and materials where water and nutrients can't penetrate. So that um, they'll put deep, t- deep tines down to go down and break that up. And then they'll pull some of those cores out to allow air, nutrients, soil, and allow that uh, the roots to kind of expand and grow and some new plant life to start. Um, you know, layers of thatch and things are removed. And, and you just give that plant a fresh start. And, and it also gives it a break because those plants have been under stress, you know, with uh, low cutting heights, high temperatures, a lot of traffic throughout the summer. So that's what gives the, uh, the plant a chance to rebound and grow well. It's kind of like a cleanse for your, for your turf, yeah, right? Yeah, a body cleanse for the yeah, turf. Three day cleanses. That's I right. Those sound horrible, so I'm not going to try a, that. I think I need a 30 day <laughs> cleanse. Uh, yeah, they call that the Marine Corps boot camp. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, good morning once again. It is the T Green Radio Show. Kevin Sylvester, uh, PGA Pro Jeff Mead is here with you. Uh, we are in studio. Coming up on today's show, we're gonna we're gonna go through the the first event here of the. 
FedEx Cup playoffs, the Northern Trust. Mm-hmm. That's the old Barclays. Uh, you know, the sponsor change here. Northern Trust, by the way, used to be out at Riviera. That's now the Genesis at the start of this year. Northern Trust shifted here to the playoffs, to the first week of the playoffs. And then next week, um, I'll be at the Dell Technologies. Used to be the Deutsche Bank. Um, but the Dell Technologies Championship, that's uh, leg two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Don't worry, BMW is still the third leg in the Tour, Coca-Cola Tour Championship, uh, still the final. I feel like it's NASCAR with all these sponsors <laughs> here. I'd like to thank Dell Technologies for, you know, yeah. and the team. At, well, they pay the freight, yes, you know, they on do. the PGA Tour, and uh, uh, they do a lot of uh, great work. Not only, you know, it's interesting. I, I wrote a piece um, on buffalosportspage.com about pro golf in western New York, and I get asked a lot, like, how come there's not a PGA Tour event in Buffalo? What would it take to have a PGA Tour event in Buffalo? Now, you know, we have a Web.com Tour event very close mm-hmm. uh, at Peak and Peak, the Web.com Tour, and they do a great job with it down there. You have the Canadian Open an Just hour and a half road. away, yeah, mm-hmm. at Glen Abbey. It's going to be there again next year. Then we'll see. Uh, because Glen Abbey is scheduled to become a housing development, although there's some uh, wrangling going on to, to try to keep that golf course there. I mean, the Canadian Golf Hall of Fame, Golf Canada is headquartered there. I mean, the, the property, they have a lot of things going on on the property, but... Mm-hmm. Property has value. Especially in Toronto, yes. right? You know, they keep putting condos up uh, yes. as we speak. Uh, so anyway, um, we have them close. And one of the things uh, that I that I pointed out was a couple things that you definitely, but number one, you need a sponsor. There's three things you need. You need a sponsor, mm-hmm. all right, that uh, is willing to, the money for the purse, mm-hmm. at least. You have to at least cover the purse, the way I understand this. Mm-hmm. And that could be up to $7 million bucks. Correct. Could, right? So, but not only do you have to cover that, you also have to support the event, too, Staffing. There's other programs that you put in place. It's not just ready check. I mean, there's it's a commitment from the company. So there's only a couple companies that I feel in, in this area that you know could do that. Would be willing to do that. Doesn't necessarily have to be a company from here, but it would make the most sense, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is already tied into golf through some athletes and the lids that they mm-hmm. make. New Era. Um, the other. Is well, they own a hockey team. They mm-hmm. own. Uh, I'm talking about Delaware North. You know, unless Pagula wants to do a golf tournament. But so that's just one obstacle. The other obstacles you need a course um, that is willing to give up the course, so to speak, and it has to be championship caliber golf course. There's only a few of those uh, here in Western New York, Jeff. You could and like Craig Byrne will be my number one choice. However, infrastructure would be an issue. Right. And, and location. And, and those are all very, very good yeah. points. And, you know, um, that that company has to – you got to get value for your money. You know, you have right. to have a national presence if you're going to inspe- spend that much money on a sponsorship. Why be a local – like a Wegmans? You know, it's a, it's a regional company um, that may want some national branding. But They had it with the LPGA and then – They did. Stopped. Yeah. And, and I, they – they supported it because it was in their town and it was a local thing to do and it helped to, it helped the region mm-hmm. that they were in um, i don't i don't foresee a tour event ever coming to buffalo we've got only a couple facilities as you said that could host it you'd need a local company that had a national brand that wanted to pony up 
you know, where Rochester, on the other hand, you know, they don't they don't necessarily have that, but they have the facility at Oak Hill, right? And that's not a regular tour stop. That's a it's a major. It's a major that comes mm-hmm. through every couple of years, and that community ha- is expert at uh, at supporting an event like that. And all that stuff's already in place there. You know how to get the volunteers, how to get the the secondary level of sponsorship, and all those other things. Those have already been in place, and they're also working when they do that with the national arm of the PGA and the PGA Championship and all that assets that they bring. But I don't I don't foresee one coming to Buffalo anytime soon. Here's the biggest obstacle. To me, the biggest obstacle is schedule. Mm-hmm. Finding a week on the PGA Tour to fit in you'd have to take take another event right an event would have to move uh, to do so and these communities that have these events of course they don't want to give them up they're a huge uh generator of revenue uh and activity and publicity and they're all non-profit so that they i'm talking about the the revenue generation it does for local charities um you know at the tour stop so to me, that's that's the biggest obstacle. Oh, and there's be so finding much... a week uh, in the schedule to to fit an event in there. It's it's nearly impossible. Yeah, and that I don't see the, those schedules are going to tighten up and tighten up as years go on because now with the changes in the way they're doing the FedEx Cup, you know, the season basically ends at the uh, end of July, our first week of August. So you've got to get in in that short window between for a, a real tour event, you know, not the silly season stuff from. You know, February. There is no silly season anymore, Jeff. Well, they're making money like it's silly in the fall. Well, they're, and they're getting into the Masters with those victories. That's true. And so the the fall events—that's the start of the new season. They, the they wraparound, used, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 big now. Guys playing like Sanderson Farms. I'm going to go work that one in Jackson, Mississippi. You know, like Sanderson Farms. And like, hey, you you look who. Look who goes there because oh, yeah. they a chance to win. Like Rory McIlroy's not going to Sanderson Farms, but other players will because they got a chance to rack up a ton of FedEx Cup points for the playoffs and make some money and potentially get a win. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm i not a huge fan of the wraparound season. I understand why they do it. I understand there's still demand for it. I understand the players still want to play and the, and the community still want to host these events. But as a as a observer watching you know Sanderson Farms event you know during the football season they're playing in October or November and that counts for the next year and it counts for the point uh, you know in well, my they, mind they just you know the season starts in January when they sure. go to Hawaii or whatever it is and then uh, it ends when they you know at the FedEx Cup or the Ryder Cup. Well, you look at Justin Thomas for example. They're talking about him being the Player of the Year, right? Just won the PGA. He's got four victories. Um, the that's a good year. That is a good year. Yeah. Well, you know where it started. Last fall, mm-hmm. overseas. Didn't he win two in the fall? Well, he won uh, HSBC over in Hong Kong, Shanghai, Banking might have, been, might have been in South Korea. And he's won it twice, the last two years, as a matter of fact. So that counts. Then he won uh, both events in Hawaii when it first started. But... You know, you go all the way back to that fall. So he won, and people are like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. That's part. That's part of the season, and I think that would put him over the edge as being player of the year. He won in October. He won in January. He wins in in August. I mean, that's a that's a great year. And but that you know, and and for the average golfer, those first three victories are certainly not fresh in their mind when you're having that discussion of player of the year. You know, you forget that he won twice in January out there, and you forget that he went out to and won a World Golf right. Championship and wherever it was in uh, Korea. So that's that's where you know. 
I, I, it's why I think they lose some of that with the the wraparound. I don't think they're losing much, though. I mean, there's still golf fans that are they're rabid, and they'll be watching all fall instead of watching football yeah. or hockey. Yeah, but you know, so back to Buffalo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I for those three reasons, uh, the sponsor, the club, and really the schedule is you know why I don't see it happening. But that doesn't mean we don't have the opportunity to go see you know golf live. I mentioned Web.com tour down yeah. at Peak and Peak. The Canadian Open and Oak Hill, you know, the major championships that come to Oak Hill and Rochester, that's pretty good. Well, I feel like we're fortunate, you know, because we do get those major championships at Oak Hill. We can go an hour and a half up and see the Canadian Open. We can watch the web.com. We do have the Porter Cup. We do have some of the best events around within minutes of, you know, driving to us. There's regions of the country, they they don't even sniff a PGA Tour event, and it's a long way to go to go see the best players in the world. So I feel fortunate, you know, and we do have, surprisingly, for a small market, like, you look at a market like Rochester is going to host the PGA Champ. All those events, that's a small, what's probably one of the smallest markets that the the PGA Championship will attend, and I, I would almost bet on that, that that's the smallest market the PGA of America will put an event in. I don't, can you think of a smaller one? Well, if you want to specifically say the town, of course, it's in, but we're talking about market. Market. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. I don't know if they count the GTA when they count Rochester. All right, wait. No, I'm going to say Kiowa Island. Okay. Kiowa Island's probably... South Carolina. Plus it's harder to get to. Hard to get to, and uh, I'm not sure what the, I mean, would. Uh, and I'm not sure they're going back there, to be honest. Yeah, they are. Of those, Aren't they going back there? Uh, Kiwa Island. I think they're going back one, but they're, the logistical problems, I know they, yeah. the last time it was a little bit better with that one road in, one road out, but I know at the national level that's a that's a discussion for a lot of these events is the logistics of it. Sure. Well, that's like a, playing a hockey game in Ottawa. One road in, one road out. All right, you're listening to CD Green Radio Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Uh, what is the phone number here? I always forget. It's 803-0550, correct? Yes, and toll free one 888 There you go. I almost gave up my own phone yeah, number. That would, that would be bad. That would have been bad. All right, 803 would have been fun. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. Probably would have been, yes. 803-0550 if you want to join that discussion about PGA Tour events uh, here in Buffalo. Of course, do want to mention that TD Green is presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges, and we're going to talk to Kevin Hofstadter coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. And also by our uh, custom turf. Looking forward to uh, yeah, me too. Indoor putting green. Uh, Steve and his staff down at Custom Turf. Oh, CustomTurf.com. You listen. You really need to go there and look at the stuff, and then uh, give Steve Tony a call there at Custom Turf and just uh, explore the possibilities. I think you'll be amazed at oh. what they can do. Yeah, let him come out and look at your property or see what you're yeah. thinking about, and let him give you some ideas too, because he's put in so many. He's got so many ideas. He has this picture book of ideas that was a. Uh, Really, really neat when he came over. Yeah. Especially if um, you had a sump pump issue like uh, the Sylvester's did this year. And I said, well, why would we just put the regular old thing in here? You knew unplugging that would work great for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> shh, we stop. All right. Um, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Hey, let's uh, let's get a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard uh, right here. That's brought to you by Cobra Puma Golf and Encore Golf with their new Elixir Golf Ball. The Northern Trust, that is uh, at Glen Oaks Golf Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- double take. Well, there's another Glen Oak out there? Yeah. I think there's about 14 Glen Oaks yeah, out I was there. Say. <laughs> this is in Westbury, Connecticut. This tournament is it rotates uh, around several clubs in the New York City area. It was at Bethpage Black last year. It's at Old uh, Westbury and, I believe, Liberty National. It'll be next year in the rotation. But this year, Liberty National, that is the President's Cup 
this year. So, um, again, another chance. You know, it's a it's a drive from here, six hour drive. You want to yep. go see the President's Cup uh, this fall in September? You can do so. Johnny Vegas is tied for the lead right now. He is tied with Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth. Do we even need to go deeper on the leaderboard? That's a pretty good leaderboard. There. Yeah, that'll that'll perk you up and make you want to pay attention. Yeah, that's a. I do love the way the PGA Tour does this at the end of the season, and I like that they're compressing this in before football season here. But um, yeah, that's a nice leaderboard. If you want to watch some uh, some premium brand names go uh, go play golf, that'll be fun today. Vegas went sixty nine sixty five. Dustin Johnson opening around sixty five. One under sixty nine yesterday. Ricky Fowler sixty eight sixty six. Jordan Spieth had a great back nine yesterday, shooting sixty five to uh, vault into that tie for the lead. Now we were talking about Justin Thomas, player. That, I mean, Spieth wins one of these events, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I, I think, think, yeah, it'll be his fourth victory, and his victories would be Pebble Beach. Uh, the Travelers, the Open Championship, and a playoff event. But there's a lot to be said here in the playoffs. Uh, one stroke back, two players, Matt Kuchar, and how about Bubba Watson? Bubba Watson. Did he, he's shown a little bit of form last month or so after a horrid start. You know, it's is he still playing that ball? Um, I wondered if he struggled because he made that switch to that ball, uh, yeah. to be honest. And uh, I haven't noticed in the last couple of rounds if he's Playing a little better if he's still We're not going to mention the ball, Jeff, because Encore Golf's a sponsor of the leaderboard, and it's a different ball. It hadn't been working for him. Right. Uh, John Rahm is four under par, along with Justin Rose, Russell Henley, who had a great opening round, 64, but was two over uh, yesterday. And then uh, three back. I mean, all these guys are in it. Patrick Reed, Paul Casey, Patrick Cantlay, Ches Reeve, Xander Schauffele, Daniel Berger, Justin Thomas is three back. Camilla Vijegas making an appearance there. You can move wow. 36 spots uh, in the playoffs. And Harold Varner the third. Uh, that is your How about the guys leaderboard. that aren't going to make it to the top 100? You had some, some interesting names. Well, There's two, Steve Stricker, right? Yeah, two uh, significant names. Jimmy Walker, who mm-hmm. was last year's PGA champion, did, you know, did not have a really a great year. But made, you know, made the top 125, but he missed the cut. He's at 101. He'll, his season is over on the PGA Tour. And Steve Stricker. The President's Cup captain, mm-hmm. uh, he did not make the cut. Part-time player. A, yeah, I think it's fantastic. He was even in the yes. top one in 25 being being a part-timer yeah. there on the PGA Tour. If you want to look at the uh, the FedEx Cup standings, you know, going into this first event, Hideki Matsuyama was one, Thomas two, Speed three, Dustin Johnson four, Ricky Fowler five, John Robb six, Kepka seventh. Brooks really hasn't done much since uh, winning the U.S. Open. But, but who cares? You won yeah. the U.S. Open, right? But he's making cuts, and he's you know he's just not uh, you know that like you say it's one of those things. If he just starts dropping a few putts, and your confidence goes, you never know when someone has a hot two weeks. This is the best time of the year to have a couple hot weeks. I I I'm trying to is he playing this because there's some some players are not playing this week because it, it because of the, the the scheduling would make it very very difficult because you'd be playing back to back to back depending on yeah. where you played before this. And if you have enough cushion to get inside, and it's not going to change your ranking that much, right? You know, some of these guys are almost assured to get to the second last week. I would say most, yeah, most players can afford, in the top fifty can skip a week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's players that obviously can't skip a week, and this is a debate that I was listening on PGA Tour Radio a little bit about should players be able to skip a playoff event. You know, in the playoffs, because you know only you know the top one twenty five move on, and not all one twenty five play this week. So, are they 
giving the player other players, you know, from 100 to 125, an advantage to try to get into the top 100 by not playing. Well, that's an argument guys from like 90 to 101 are having. Yes. Yes. I these guys are independent contractors. They're, you know, they're members of the PGA Tour, but it's I I would not mandate that they play. Well, you could be hurt, you could be sick, you could have a family issue, you could it may not matter to you. You know, um, and sometimes money's not the only motivating factor. Or they may, as Brooks Kepper may have enough cushion where, hey, yeah. if I take this week off, I can go work on this aspect of my game and give myself a better chance to actually win the event. If you're burned out, I mean, you don't, <clears throat> you know, it sounds like ah, they're playing golf every day. Well, they're they're not just playing golf every day. They get up, they work out, they hit balls he, for a couple he hours. He is playing this week. Okay. I just didn't see his name okay. when I scrolled through it. Yeah, uh, have you first, see, But there are a few players who are not. How long do the PGA Tour practice rounds take? Oh, oh. my God. Well, yeah, well, a lot of them are pro-ams. Yeah. I was having this discussion the other day where talking about golf. I said, okay, when you're before you play, like most people hit some balls, Mm -hmm. some putts, maybe some chips, right? You might spend. I spend 20 minutes. 15 or 20 minutes, right? You know how much? I spend zero. Well, you're a gifted athlete. No, no, I'm always crazy schedule, whatever. Uh, But. Usually try to hit a few. Mm-hmm. Usually, I at least if I can't, if I only get a short period of time, I'll hit some wedges just to get mm-hmm. you know uh, that going. Maybe two drives and go. Yeah. The, these guys, you know, they get a workout in, mm-hmm. get the nutrition in. They spend a good uh, twenty minutes hitting balls in the range, maybe more. Putting green, another good twenty minutes. That's before they go. Then mm-hmm. after the round, yep. After right? the rounds is more important to a tour yeah. player often. The putting. The work they do on the putting green is uh, incredible, uh, particularly after a round. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're if they're not going, there'll be there'll be guys out there for an hour mm-hmm. uh, working on it, working on with their coach. The the practice rounds, yeah, I mean, a lot of work is put into that. Your average golfer who says, "Oh, I could play every day," no, no, you couldn't because you you would not you would not be willing to put the work in that you need to put in. I played at Orchard Park the other day. Rob Krajewski, uh, right before, and he won, right, uh, the Assistance uh, Championship? Did he? Yeah. I yeah. assumed he would, yeah, to be honest. He a, he's a good player. I saw him, you know, on the putting green, just yep. working and working and working and working and uh, putting the work in that he needed to put in. That's mm-hmm. that's why pros are pros, mm-hmm. and even on the local level, pros are pros. They know the work they need to put in. That's why uh, the amateurs were the amateurs, because, you know, we either A, don't have the time, or B, aren't committed enough to put that work in. Right. And there's the the other thing is the travel for these tour players. You know, you can't forget that then they got to get up on get on a plane, fly somewhere else, get a hotel, do all that, and they're away from their families and friends. You know, so you know if you're gone six weeks or four or five weeks in a row, I can't imagine that you're not thinking I need to get home and see my wife and kids. So that's I'm sure that's a factor. Um, well, a lot of them bring them with them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, that's it's interesting. You make bring up the pre shot the pre round routine and how differently good players will prepare versus average players to. To, to go play around so uh you know just they have a routine and it's within uh, you know if they have an hour they spend an hour they ha- they hit the same number of balls they do the same thing they they have the same rituals much like a hockey player or any other athlete would you know free throw shooter does the same thing you do you have a pre-shot routine well you have a pre-round routine when you're when you're a good player and you're trying to be consistently competitive and you'll do the same thing over and over and over again and that's why they tend to be more consistently good all right we're going to take a short time out here on td green we come back we're going to Talk about your equipment and fit for equipment, regripping. Odds are, if you haven't regripped in a while, you are in desperate need of a regrip. Kevin Hofstetter will join us from Woods to Wedges up next here on TD Green on WGR Sports Radio 550. 
I even recognize this one, Jeff. <laughs> Slim Shady? Yes. We can't I don't think we can yeah, 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 I just say I don't think we, we can play this go too long here. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning and welcome back to TD Green Radio Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Kevin Sylvester. Jeff Medis uh, here, of course, PGA, uh, Western York PGA professional. Brian Colesiel on assignment this week, and he will not be checking in. He's researching. Shame on him. Yes. Shame on him. You know who is checking in? Uh, from Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, the best club fitter in Western New York, Kevin Hofstetter. Kevin. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. Good to have you on, uh, my man. You you just fit somebody else uh, uh, recently at, at Fox Club. We were talking about it. He's like, oh my god, it was amazing. Uh, what could be done in the numbers? And just let's revisit that real quick. And, and the numbers uh, they used to use the Sun Sports. The numbers never lie. The numbers do not lie when you go to get fit, do they? No, we uh, we like to say uh, you know the best thing about uh, you know our trackman uh, uh, launch monitor is that it's accurate, and the worst thing it's, is, is it's accurate. You know? <laughs> it doesn't care about your feelings. It, it doesn't uh, care about how far you think you hit it. Uh, it. It'll give you the real truth. Yeah, I got fit the other day, and it was a little disappointing. These numbers, I'm like, you sure? <laughs> Oh, come on, wait, that's not my yeah. ball speed. Hang on one second. Let me let me swing a little harder here. Yeah. Well, and this may ring a bell as to whom you were fitting, but a younger fella and, you know, athletic guy, and he was Oh, uh, I'm blushing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cat out of the bag. Anyways, he was he was really stunned, stun, he was, uh, getting irons, stunned at how slow his speed was. And you fit him in a... Uh, a shaft that you know he's figuring I'm going to get stiff shaft, extra shift, extra stiff, and even looking at graphite for a young guy. But you're like, hey, look, this is your speed. Yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of people think swing speed. They, they probably are thinking driver. Uh, they they might have only gotten their driver swing speed checked, but uh, most people haven't had the, their irons checked, and that'll be a, a much different number for it with a much shorter club. And uh, again, a lot of people come in. Golfers will come in with some maybe preconceived notions about what may work best for their game, uh, but when you when you base it on the data and you can compare, you know, club A, B, and C, and you can uh, see the differences of, of, of launch, spin, distance, and, and accuracy, uh, it makes the, the club buying decision a lot easier because you're basing on quantifiable data instead of what you think or what your what your buddy might have uh, uh, bought. You know, you're basing it on what's best for your game. And, and there's a trade-off with everything is the one thing I'll often tell players. You know, there's, hey, you can hit a stiffer shaft. Well, the ball just fly lower and straighter and probably not as far. If you want a little more distance, you get a little softer shaft. The ball will launch a little higher, but it'll, you'll have a little more dispersion. Um, so, you know, I, I know what I'll tend to do is with driver, I re- you're really trying to maximize the distance on driver. But for the irons, you know, I think I, I don't know if you do the same thing, but I'll often fit a guy who's a little better player, maybe a little stiffer shaft than maybe the club head speed will, will account for because they like that low flight and they like that tight dispersion. Do you see that a lot in your fitting? Sure. Uh, we want to look at the complete picture. Sometimes people will focus in on, on one area, especially maybe distance over everything else. But we, we like to make sure you're getting what we call like playable distance, which means uh, that the trajectory of your driver or irons is, is going to allow you to, for example, stop the ball on the green. Uh, with irons, that's very important, what we call landing angle. So um, it's one thing if you hit it you know, 10 yards further, but the, the ball's coming in too hot where you'd have to land it on the front of the green just to keep it from going off the back of the green. But we look at the whole picture. So sometimes you know, the, the, the player will be focused on 
uh, one number like distance, but we're looking at the whole complete uh, package because it's not just about hitting it further. It's about uh, you know trying to lower your scores, and sometimes that's going to be focusing more on dispersion or height, uh, trajectory, things like that. Yeah, because your longest, you want your clubs. If you if those clubs are approaching the green, you want to have the 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 trajectory of the the downward flight of the ball, the downward angle should be enough to make sure that ball stops on the front third of the green. That's why I think a lot of people would be switching to hybrids as opposed to, you know, a three iron or something like that. I uh, I, I thought I was going to two hybrids this year. I'm still still only in one. I'm not to that age where I'm hitting all hybrids. But so if you're going if you're fitting someone and their ball is coming in too flat into that green, it doesn't matter because it won't stop. As you say, you want to have a a downrange angle that's got a steep enough descent for it to stop on the front third of the green. Otherwise, you can't get anywhere near those front pins. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I would rather have the player hit it 150 with a with a landing angle, let's say around 45 degrees, is what we what we kind of shoot for with mm-hmm. with the seven iron uh, versus hitting it 160. But uh, they're not going to be able to uh, to stop the ball on the, on the green. And it depends on obviously the player how much spin they they can generate with their with their irons. So it's it's a, it's about getting you closer to the pin and uh, lower scores, uh, not necessarily just what goes furthest. Kevin, this is the uh, we're talking to Kevin Hofstetter. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Uh, you need to go there, especially you know. Let's. T- I, I got a couple things uh, I want to get in here, Kev. One grips on the club, and I'll ask you first, Kev. Jeff, you can chime in too with this. How long is a grip good for on a golf club? Well. Obviously, it's going to be dependent on how often you play. So I think uh, a general rule of thumb is around 50 to 60 rounds. Sometimes, um, you know, depending on how you maintain your grips, of course, if you can if you can clean them on a regular basis. But that's just a general rule of thumb. So we, we certainly see uh, uh, grips that, uh, you know, on clubs that are uh, many years old that uh, have never been changed. And, and uh, it's amazing because it, it just wears a little bit at a time, so people don't notice it. But once they put fresh grips on there they're amazed at the difference well plus uh once a grip gets slick people start to squeeze that grip a little bit and once you squeeze you start adding tension into your forearms and your hands and you'll lose some of that touch and and actually be able to not be able to create as much speed because a a tight muscle is a weak muscle the other thing i see is um i get a lot of guys yeah give me them jumbo size grips i got some big hands you know, I'm not a huge fan of putting large grips in people's hands unless there's a, a medical need because I feel like you lose a little bit of that touch and that feel once that grip gets bigger. It gets a little bit more in your palm as opposed to in your fingers. And some of that crispness where you need the, that, that tight connection between the golf ball and the turf there on tight lies, if you've got a big grip, um, I think it makes it a more difficult shot and does take some of the feel out of the shot. Yeah, sometimes it, you know the bigger grip when when you're trying it out in the store, it, it might feel good in your hands. But uh, yeah, you do you do maybe want to be cautious about not going too large because that uh, that will uh, affect uh, how you, how you swing it actually. So I I love the big grip on putters. Um, I I yeah. have a friend who's got the bigger grips on the golf club, and I'm like, eh, you know. Just not, no, <laughs> not no. for me. I still, yeah, I want that responsiveness. I want to be able to, you know, yeah, the putter is a shot, different right? animal. Yeah, the yeah. putter, you're trying to take your hands out of that stroke to, to some degree to prevent that face from twisting. But yeah, unless you have some arthritic condition where your hands can't close around the club or something like that, then I would pretty much stay away from those big grips. Um, but listen, if you have not had your clubs regripped in, if you haven't done it this year, and it's been a while, if you got the original grips, get them regripped. You know, some people are like, I need new clubs. They may just need new grips. I mean, it might just be that simple, right, Kev? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the grip is the only thing uh, connecting us to to the club. So it, it's definitely uh, something you want to uh, uh, take a look at because, uh, you know, a lot of people will overlook that. They'll, they'll be looking at, uh, uh, you know, different shafts or different heads, but uh, they ignore the grip. But that's the only thing connecting us to the club, and, and that makes a big difference in, in, uh, in how you're going to swing it. I want to ask you, this is the time of year where um, some manufacturers come out with new equipment. You know, looking ahead to 2018, I know Taylor Made just had a release uh, earlier this week. Uh, what are some new things that uh, have come out already, or maybe something that's caught your eye? Sure, a lot of the clubs will be coming out in the next uh, month or so. But we also, uh, we just received uh, the new uh, Ping uh, product for 2018, the G400, uh, starting to do some fittings, getting some uh, great numbers and results in our uh, fitting studio uh, with the new G400 irons and drivers, uh, fairway woods and hybrids. So. Uh, you'll be seeing more coming out uh, from Taylor, Cobra, Callaway, um, all in the next uh, month or so. Ping has done a really nice job over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I, I, most people have always known Ping for the, the putter, right? The answer putter and their irons, yep. but uh, their drivers over the last, what, three, four years, they've really done a nice job. Yeah, what they focus on is, uh, you know, making uh, the most forgiving driver they can possibly make so that certainly fits the the vast majority of the players uh that we see uh the tailor-made m2 driver has been exceptional this year for fitting uh uh, most of the players so some drivers are going to be built uh more for speed or distance some are going to be built more for forgiveness so depending on the player and uh how they would benefit that's going to dictate what types of clubs they're going to get fit to forgiving you mean the 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 club apologizes when you hit it out of bounds is that uh... (laughs) (laughs) sorry i cost you 450 bucks yeah (laughs) my i had a cobra driver that owes me an apology the other from the other day uh anyways all right kevin uh someone wants to get fit someone wants to come check out the new stuff uh bring their clubs in uh how do they get in touch with you Sure, they can check us out online at woods2wedgesbuffalo.com uh, or they can come visit us inside the Golf Dome on World. All right, yeah, do so. Matter of fact, we're going to give away the uh, hat trick of uh, services from Woods to Wedges right now. Kevin, give me a number between 1 and 10. All right, how about 7? All right, the 7th caller at 803 7th caller is going to get a Sam Putt Lab fitting, you get fitted for your putter, uh, track man fitting, and a lesson from Dave Petronic over there at uh, Woods to Wedges. So you can get all three of those things, 7th caller, 803-0550. We'll get all three of those things. We'll send that out to you. So we're going to set you up to get your equipment fine-tuned and your game fine-tuned with it. Kevin, thanks so much to you and Donna for your support of T to Green, uh, not only this year but through the years. You guys have a great business and do a great service to golfers in Western New York. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. You got it, Kev. Thank you. So uh, years ago, I was playing with the Karsten brothers, uh, the dad and the son. I'm sorry, and uh, it was interesting. Even it's back, the family that started paying. It, yeah, it's the yeah. family that started paying. I apologize. And well, they told us. I mean, this was before clubs were even getting. They said we can make the most forgiving golf club in the world. But it would be so ugly, no one would ever want to hit it. So, you know, <laughs> because when they move the weight back, you know, they, if they could move the weight back further, the the more you move it back from the center, the more forgiving the club becomes. Like a conehead. Like a yeah. conehead. Yeah, right. it would look different, but uh, but no one would want to play it. But yeah, all the vendors are coming out with new clubs right now. So actually, if you're a golfer and you're into the new stuff, this is an exciting time for you. If you're looking for a deal, it's also an exciting time for you. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want 
uh, what they released last year mm-hmm. for 2017, which is still good stuff. It's like hockey gear. Yeah, they, you know, it, yeah. It, it gets incrementally better every year. And sometimes there's leaps and bounds in technology. I haven't heard too much this year that it's going to be you know the, the jump like the Pro V1 was or anything like that. But there is, they always do get better every, every year. I got fit by Titleist the other day, my, uh, my club sponsor, and they, uh, the stuff they have, you know, it's all so very good. There's, everybody makes a good club. It's finding what works for you. Right, and that and that's why you get fit. You that's know, right. what, what fits your buddy may not fit you, and off the rack, most often the knot does not fit you. Uh, especially the lie angles. People get the wrong lie angles on their irons, and they're yeah. really going to struggle. And shafts, yeah, you're gonna. It's going to make the game much harder. Yeah. All right. Uh, see your pro. Go to Woods to Wedges. Uh, you've got options there. Uh, the way it works. All right. We come back. Uh, we'll get a check of the champions. Tour leaderboard. We'll get one more check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. We'll get our Western New York PGA Tour tip of the week. It's going to deal with the mental game. It's really for me. All right, that's up next here on T Green on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, we're back. T Green. <laughs> Michael Abenshire. I get it right? Michael Abenshine. Michael Abenshine. That was close. There you go. <laughs> That's a nice thing to get. Michael also, Abenshine. Congratulations, Michael. Yeah. I also had the advantage of having it spelled out to me Excellent. and uh, writing everything down. I, I like it better how Fletch would say it. Michael Abenshire. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ball bearings nowadays. <laughs> uh, we're back here. Tita Green uh, brought to you by the Western New York PGA by Woods to Wedges. Uh, Michael won that uh, great package from Woods to Wedges with the putter fitting. Trackman fitting uh, lesson from Dave Petronic there. Uh, also by Custom Turf. You heard the spot there in the break. Indoor putting greens, outdoor putting greens. Hey, your pet winner's coming up, you know, a little pet track for them to uh, take care of business, uh, you know, <laughs> out there during the winter. That's a big thing, actually. Um, CustomTurf.com. Check them out there. Our home courses, uh, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Check them out uh, if you're thinking about membership. Good time of year to join, too. Uh, a lot of incentives uh, when it comes to that. Western New York PGA, our tip of the week. Jeff, let's talk about the mental game out there. You're and, asking me? Yeah, well... <laughs> And the Department of Irony. I, I will I'll explain why. Um, so this is really for me, but I'm sure a lot of you uh, deal with this or you know have have dry spells, if you will. Um, I, the last three rounds I've played, and no, it hasn't been three days in a row. That's for my wife. Anyway, <laughs> the last three rounds, uh, eighteen hole rounds I've played, have made a birdie. I had I had a hole out eagle, which I mean I'm not complaining, right? But. I'm talking about, you know, you play it in regulation, on the green, you've got a makeable putt, and just can't get anything to fall. I had two horseshoe around the hole and out, and the other day I was, I was playing uh, at Orchard Park and uh, seven straight pars to start. Like, oh, oh, what problems? Oh, such problems. I was getting frustrated, and then I tried to make some things happen. I went bogey, double bogey to close out the front side. Then I made five straight pars again. Then I tried to make something happen. Bogey, par, bogey, bogey, finish. Trying to get one, mm-hmm. and let's talk about the mental game. I mean, I'm playing good golf. Don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining about it, but just a little frustrated because I, I'm used to making a couple birdies around. Um, you know, there's some bogeys mixed in there, obviously, but uh, it wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're where you probably where you said you tried to force it, or, tr- or you probably changed something you do. You know, um, when you start chasing strokes you've already lost, those strokes are gone. They're like they're dust in the wind. So you can, there's nothing you can do. All you can do is focus on the shot that's presented in front of you. 
a lot of times, too, when people try to force it, they're hitting a shot that they're not comfortable hitting or they're getting out of character or they're getting out of their rhythm or their routine. Uh, I talk about routine all the time with uh, with good players, with my college team and stuff. So if you stick to your routine, <coughs> excuse me, we talked about a game plan a couple weeks ago on the show. <clears throat> stick to your game plan. I understand when you're hitting good shots and the putts don't drop that it can become exasperating, especially if you're hitting good putts. So I'll often tell people, hey, if you're not making putts, just change up the smallest thing in your putting stroke. Maybe grip it a half inch shorter. Maybe grip it a half inch longer. Maybe move your ball position forward or back up just a littlest bit. Make sure your grip pressure is light. Anything you can just to maybe get a spark, a little touch more feel in your putting because a lot of times you'll hit good putts and not make them. Also, like if you're sitting on a team, you got some time. Look back. Where did you miss those putts? Sometimes you'll find I missed every putt right. Oh, so maybe my blade alignment's off, or maybe I'm overreading everything because they were all right to left, and I envision that they're going to. But you know, there's the valley over here, or the street, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lake effect, or whatever you want to call it. When you have certain putts, you can be overreading putts, um, which I don't often see. I often see underreading putts. Um, so just look uh, objectively at what's been going on in your game, and sometimes you can find something yourself in in there that why you're maybe not making the putts that you you know you should make also remembering that i think it's six or seven feet tour players are only making 50 percent i also like to look at it hey i've had 10 i've had five 10 footers in a row i missed guess what i'm due it's like a good three-point shooter he's just oh, going to keep chuck- saying i was due yeah <laughs> you know three-point shooters that suddenly get cold they don't stop shooting they got to keep shooting until they get hot again and same with you i think you got to you know when I was playing my best, I always wanted to give every putt a chance to go in. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted to do was give it a chance. I wanted to hit the best putt I could and give it a chance when it was around the hole to go in. But I think if you stick to your routine, I only think I can beat it like a you know a drum. But stick to your routine, and there, there's an old rule of thumb: if you can't hit that shot 80 percent of the time probably shouldn't try to hit it you know i see it a lot when people hit it in the woods and they i can filter it through this from this eight inches of rough with this three iron over that it can't be done um take your medicine and uh, and sometimes you just got to be patient i think you'd be you know you're hitting a lot of greens i'd, I'd focus on the positives yeah hey, i'm hitting a lot of greens i'm hitting a lot of fairways i'm getting a lot of chances and i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep hitting the green and give myself as many chances as i can and, and see what happens at the end of the day you know you know it's interesting you, you mentioned game plan and i really didn't have a game plan going mm-hmm. in that round um, you know, thinking you know hole by hole. It's one that you know, mm-hmm. I played the course enough, and but I knew I wanted to be below the hole, mm-hmm. and that's something I could have changed. Mm-hmm. I could have said, "All right, you know what? I'm not you know cause I like being below the hole. I can be make an aggressive stroke at right. it, right? And and most of them were um, if they were just short or they were a couple feet past, you mm-hmm. know, uh, able to tap in. Um, so that could have been something I could have mm-hmm. changed. Just say, "All right, you know what? I have the number to the stick. Mm-hmm. Let's play past that number." Right, you know, on uphill or yeah, whatever it is. Yes. Or, you know, just so I can have a little downhill or you know maybe a, a level putt. I'm focusing on being below the hole so I can make aggressive runs at the hole. Are you aiming at the stick on every shot? Well, I aim a little left of the flag because I hit a little cut, a little cut in there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing I see is people just there's the flag. I'm going to aim at it. Um, you know, well, that flag may be in a you know a red light situation, as Johnny <laughs> Miller used to say. You know, you may want to aim for the center. Um, so, little things like you know, hey, I always want to have an uphill putt, or you know, hitting it past the pin, and managing it. There is a value in par. There is a value in oh, you know, no question. Yeah, yeah. The so, number looks attractive at the end of the round. Right. It's just like man, I didn't didn't like. Uh, going back, like it's three in a row, like not one. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I would, I would check. Um, that's where it always comes down to when you're putting. too, speed is going to be more important yeah. than line. So you can hit a putt, a right to left breaking putt on 
50 different lines with 50 different speeds and make it. Yeah, and you know, in the reverse side of that, I'm sure somebody's at the list of saying, oh, it's uh, too bad for you, so that <laughs> par, oh. But, you know, meaning, like, you know, they get on the bogey train and can't get off the bogey train. Right. How does someone get off the bogey train when they're on the bogey train? Well, uh, that's that's a good question. Some, usually it's mental. You know, you'll see guys get frustrated. I, uh, I'm i a huge believer in how you comport yourself, how your posture, how you appear. If your shoulders start to slump, if your head's down, if you're slamming clubs, if you suddenly got a bad attitude, you're, you're, you're distracted. You're not focusing on the task at hand. If your driver's failing you, don't well, hit it, right? Yeah, hit the three wood. Yeah, I've struggled with my drive. Gone down to the three wood. I've gone down to you know hitting a hybrid. And just getting that ball in play off the tee is big. If you're not getting it, you know they say drive for show, putt for dough. Well, the stats will tell you differently, you know, and to to a large degree, the driver is a very important club. So you need to get that ball in play. You need to get it in the center of fairway. Instead of trying to force a birdie when you're on the bogey train or stuff it in there, or get hey, just focus on your process. Hey, I'm going to see if I can make a, hit a good tee shot here, get it in the fairway. Let me get this in the center of the green. Let me get my speed right. Let me get my tap in par, and I'll move on to the next hole, and, and maybe my momentum will change. But anytime you start slumping your shoulders or having a bad attitude, you're, you're killing yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, yeah. let's uh, look at our Champions Tour report, which is brought to you by Absolute Care. Jerry Kelly and Dave McKenzie currently lead the Boeing Classic uh, through the first round. Remember, they play three rounds on the Champions, excuse me, PGA Tour Champions. Uh, Jerry Kelly, love watching that guy play. There, there's a guy who uh, likes to work the golf ball a little right. bit, a little right to left. He's Jerry fun. Kelly. Uh, well, it, and you can tell, like like I always say, you can't tell how good a player, uh, like a good player is from how he walks down the fairway. With Jerry <laughs> Kelly, you might be able to tell, yeah, because he's very emotive out there. <laughs> yeah, yes, and he is. he is fun to watch because of it. Yeah, uh, opening round 65 for he and Dave McKenzie. Duffy Waldorf. Remember Duffy Waldorf? We do. Who can forget his yeah. golf balls? He had his daughters color around him. Yes. That's right. Duffy Waldorf and Marco Dawson are each six uh, under par, one stroke back. Stephen Ames is five under, along with Scott Perel, Bob Estes, VJ Singh, Rocco Mediate, David Frost, and Jerry Smith are four under par. Didn't I see you wearing one of those Tabasco shirts the other day that Duffy Waldorf used to have? Uh, no, that was not me. Um, yes, yeah, right. I he haven't did. seen those in a while. That's I used right. to sell the, the the sugar out of those things. That, for sure. <laughs> that, pa- that fad passed quickly. So that that's right up there with the mock turtleneck, right? Yeah. The short sleeve mock turtleneck. If you have a Duffy Waldorf Tabasco. Yeah, if you're packing for a shirt. golf trip and you've got a Tabasco shirt and a mock turtleneck in your bag, you may want to update your wardrobe. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, it's a good idea to uh, to move on from that. Hey, Jeff, we we mentioned uh, this is uh, you know starting at that time of year, like we're feeling it this weekend, right? The mm-hmm. temperatures change. If you're playing early in the morning uh, today or tomorrow, that the temperature change. What things should you take into consideration? With the temperature change? Yes, with the temperature being cooler out there. Well, the ball does travel less far when it's cooler. Um, you know, it, it, it's barely perceptible at 5 or 10 degrees, but, you know, you start getting down around 45 or 50 degrees like it was this morning. The ball will travel less far. You know, it's a little sticky. The grass tends to be a little stickier in the morning. Um, but And as the day goes on, you'll see it start to burn off and you get back to your normal uh, temperatures. It's just like every day in golf, you know, that's what makes golf kind of cool is every day that you have to adapt to the conditions. It's an outdoor game, so you're out there, you know, adapting to what's going on around you. Just be aware of it. I don't think you have to make many changes. Just maybe an extra half a club or maybe, um, you know, add add a couple of yards. You know, if you're normally hitting your 7-iron 150, eh, maybe you got to hit a 6-iron here just to make sure you get it there. Especially early in your round when your body might be cold and stiff. I think just being aware of it is plenty. 
Yeah, and, and if you don't have waterproof golf shoes, you need them. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah, morning, yeah. morning dew, oh. right? <laughs> and I like watching. I, I like when I get to a green and, and it's been dewy and you can see the putt tracks. That's right, yes. It always helps me get a read, you know, which one went in, how much, you know. So you can uh, you can learn a, a few things out there. It's also typically a time where a lot of golf courses have been airified and there's a little bit of mud and gunk out there. So you might want to set your expectations for what you're going to do and how, how, how well you'll be able to play just a little bit lower. Yeah, and if you're thinking about that golf trip to uh, Golf Away Tours. TJ Rule, certainly check them out. GolfAwayTours.com. If you're thinking about that getaway, uh, I suggest uh, giving TJ a call. Uh, connect them at GolfAwayTours.com because it's, hey, it's that time to start thinking about right, where am I going to go play in February? Mm-hmm. Uh, although we may get some golf in February this year, right? I mean, our, our temperature is increasing. Right. Hey, I want to uh, get another check here of the PGA Tour leaderboard brought to you by Cobra Puma Golf and Encore Golf and their new golf ball, the Elixir. Again, uh, we have four players. Tied at the top of the Northern Trust, the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. The top 125 are in this week. Uh, they'll cut down due to top 100. That'll go on next week to uh, TPC Boston and the Dell Technologies uh, Championship. Johnny Vegas, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth are all six under par, all four of those golfers there. Just one back, Matt Kuchar, who had a 64 yesterday. Matt Kuchar and Bubba Watson at five under par. John Rahm, Justin Rose, Russell Henley. Henley had a 64 in the first round, 72 yesterday, though. But Rahm, Rose, and Henley are four under par. Then the players at three under, Patrick Reed, Paul Casey, Patrick Cantley, Ches Reeve, Xander Schauffele, Daniel Berger, Justin Thomas and Camilo Vichegas, and let me throw one more there. Harold Varner the third. Those Man, players your are pronunciation of those names is spot on. Xander Schauffele, who yes. probably rookie of the year, by the way. He won the Greenbrier mm-hmm. and uh, had a good run at the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So I think he he's probably locked up PGA to a rookie of the year. That's a nice award to win. Yeah, yes. just winning a tournament's pretty pretty it's nice. Pretty, yeah, that, except so. for life financially, you win right. one PGA Tour event. Um, this is my my last show in studio. That's I'll right. be ne- I'll be on the horn next week, uh, checking in from Boston. I'll be working uh, the the second uh, leg of the PGA Tour playoffs, FedEx Cup playoffs next week in Boston. So Jeff, been a pleasure Kevin, uh, here nice in season. person. Yep, uh, Brian Koziel on assignment. He'll be back. Uh, next week for our season finale on the radio side, uh, anyway. So uh, we'll have some podcasts uh, throughout uh, the winter and the off season for TD Green. Again, thanks to the Western New York PGA Custom Turf Woods to Wedges, uh, Encore Golf, and our home clubs Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. This is TD Green on WGR Sports Radio five fifty. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 